welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 674, recorded live on February 27th, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who just found out he has too many cans in front of him, Dave Play. I only have two. And the man who has just one, Andy Love. And... To be fair, I had only one. The other was behind me on the little counter table thing. The problem was, that was the one that I had gotten from the fridge recently. The one on my desk is the one that I had forgotten from earlier today. <laughs> mm. I have um, really tried to cut back soda, or pop, if you will. And it's... It, it has been difficult because I really want that, like, cold, sugary, sweet syrup going down my throat. And so the closest I've gotten without the sugar and without, like, really terrible sugar substitutes is just various flavors of carbonated water. Yep, 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 yep. I nope. have... I'm, I'm, I'm trying that as well. You know, I've yep. got the grapefruit versions of LaCroix. Yep. But uh, right now I need the caffeine because Isaac um, <laughs> Isaac got up before eight this morning. No, oh, no. Yep, and I was up till one thirty last night reading Whoa. the book club book for today. Whoa, Andy, Andy, health man, come on. Well, it focus it, on your. You're not in college anymore. But but the the thing though, Dave, is this was my book. Yes, I know, and <laughs> so, believe me, I know the embarrassment that comes with not finishing your own book. I am well aware of that embarrassment. But dude, go to bed. Why are we doing this tonight? Why are, like you need to rest? It is already eleven twenty-five. There, we're not going to finish this until what twelve thirty? At least, yeah. Andy. Come on, man. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I know you're good right now. But like, you're literally going to pay for this tomorrow, right? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Isaac, Isaac didn't nap today, so he uh, he crashed hard. So say that again, because that came across super garbled. Sorry, it, my mouth has you know, it, you know, it's got that. I I need to clean my palate here for a second. That, that's fine. That wasn't the, the thing that garbled it. I mean, it was garbled, like, electronically garbled. Uh, oh, I thought you were Like saying, a bad Bluetooth connection. Oh, I thought it was just my mumbling. No, no, no. Oh. Andy, I have... I, do you want me to think of how many years of experience with your mumbling I have? When did we meet? Fifth grade band? Yes. So that was 1995? Yes, but that, but then I didn't I didn't really connect back with you until middle school. Yeah, until Bry showed up. So fine, call it ninety seven. <laughs> I've had twenty four years, Andy. I have known you longer than some of my coworkers have been alive. That's. <laughs> and I have known your wife even longer. Yes, although. Kate and I weren't ever, like, we weren't really friends, but we were friends with the same people. Yeah, it's, 
right? Yes. Kate will have to correct me on this. I don't think, I know she was, she and I had like the same first grade class. We were probably like friends there. We were sort of in the uh, same class in fifth grade because Kate and and I had, yeah, because Kate, I think I had Powell and she had Albertson and the two of them had a combined classroom. I don't remember who I had for fifth grade. Nope, now I do. Never mind. I had deck. Yeah, that's that's a fun one. Actually trying to go through and remembering all of your teachers in elementary Zumko school. Zumko Taylor. Was, it was Zumko Taylor. Uh, Barkle was fourth grade. Who was third grade? I just Pitzer. I had Pitzer for third grade. Barkle for fourth grade. Deck for fifth grade. Erickson for sixth. And then after that... Uh, seventh grade to like middle of high school is just gone. Uh, well, that's, and that's then when I remember started, a couple teachers in high school. Um, that's when you started to, um, you know, seventh grade is when you started doing the, like the rotations through everything. Yeah. But like, I don't really remember any of them. That's not true. I remember Mr. Fisk and I remember hating him because even in seventh grade, I knew more science than he did. I was very upset when he was like, conservation of matter. Matter cannot be created nor destroyed. I'm like, that's, you just gave us a lesson on nuclear physics and took us on a tour to a nuclear power plant. If matter can't be created or destroyed, what the fuck was all that? (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure they talked about how they create energy by destroying matter. He's like, nope, matter can't be created or destroyed. I'm like, you read that in a goddamn book and you don't even know what it means. And so I started reading in his class. Like, I would just have a book and I was quiet. I wasn't, um, you know, I, I wasn't disruptive to the class. I was just sitting in the back with my book in the desk and I was just reading the book. And he like called me out on it and made fun of me for it. And I'm like, dude, I don't need your goddamn class. That's the middle school teacher that sticks out to me the most. Hated him, hated him. Thanks for bringing up that painful memory, Andy. (laughs) I didn't know you were gonna go that direction. Nah, neither did I. What teachers did you have? That's what I was actually been trying to go through while you've been (laughs) going (laughs) off on that. Just gonna let let Dave go off and I'm just gonna, wait, who did I have? (laughs) I had, shit, Dave got all the way up to seventh grade. McCormick. Oh, and McKnight was kindergarten. No, no, no. McCormick was second grade. Hawkins. No, Hawkins. for me, McKnight. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. First grade, Pleasant Ridge was Marl. First grade, Houghton was Hawkins. Second grade. So you were in Houghton. Yeah. Okay. I, I was in Pleasant Ridge one year, and then um, my parents held me back because I was so small compared to everybody else yeah. in the grade. So then we went over to Houghton, which is fine. Houghton was closer anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, McCormick was second grade, third grade. God, so how did we never interact? Well, the elementary school classes were basically just pods, right? Totally, yeah, totally segregated. <sighs> Who the hell was third grade? Third grade and fourth grade. One of them was like a Miss Laser or something. Miss they, Laser? It can't be Laser. Probably not. I mean, it could, but probably not. You're looking it up, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm trying to see if there's any Houghton Elementary... Um, like, teacher year, listing? Yearbooks or anything. Granted, the school doesn't yearbooks? even exist anymore. Yeah, there's no way, man. Yearbooks online? You'd be better off posting to Facebook right now and be like, Hey, anyone who went to Houghton, who did I have for second grade? <laughs> no, no, second grade, I know. That's Miss McCormick. Oh, right, right. Third grade. Ah. Third grade and fourth grade, I don't know. Fifth grade was, like I said, was Powell Albertson. 
Sixth grade was Schneerly, Leslie, and Carl's. You had a teacher named Schneerly? Miss, Mrs. Schneerly, yeah. No, she, she was social studies. She went to my church. It was great. Okay. Um, and then seventh grade. Oh, who was seventh? It was that really cool science teacher in seventh grade. God, she, she lived like two streets away from me. And I never knew that until I, you know, hit her house when I was uh, trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating. <laughs> you ring the doorbell and your teacher <laughs> opens up the door. You're just like, like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I must have the wrong place. <laughs> Trick-or-treat? I can't remember her name right now either. And then like eighth grade is when things were just all kind of, they kind of started prepping you for high school. So there wasn't really any like home classes. Yeah, I think I had Heath for algebra in eighth grade. Was that, that like a, right. uh, a Kingston? No. You are asking the wrong, did I not just tell you that like almost all of middle school from seventh grade to like most of high school is just gone? Mr. King? Was there a Mr. King? I should point out, most of college is gone, too. <laughs> there may have been, like, something working against creating memories there, something about, like, sleep deprivation and World of Warcraft. I couldn't tell you all the classes I took in college at this point. I took a bunch of classes, most of which, you know, I, I took, like, the, you know, the, the history and the social studies class and all that other stuff there, and it's just like, mm. I wonder if I could still pull my transcript. Oh, I've actually got my transcript saved here somewhere. It should be on the tomb. <laughs> I wonder, can I still log in to Wolverine Access? There's no way. Oh, my God. Add a mobile number. Let us know where to send a password reset to <laughs> rplay at aol.com. Oh, shoot. Where is Ego? I'm I'm missing a, a network drive. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! All right, because you named them like id, ego, and super ego. Yeah. I've got a backup of ego. A backup from, of ego. Yeah, I made it. I copied because the tomb was the, the big. How big is this drive? Oh, the tomb is like the three terabyte drive. So you know, I had space, so I literally copied my other external hard drive to the tomb as a backup. Which is good because... Tomb as in like T-O-M-B? Yes. Like a crypt? Yes, because it was my secondary storage of everything. Here we go. Transcript from Eastern Michigan University. I told, I have it. <laughs> I say... Nice. I, 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 I scanned it once I, got, once I graduated. I also have a title for something in here. What is this? It's like the title for your house. No, it's a, it's a vehicle title. It's just, you know... Oh, this is the original title for the Benz. <laughs> Let's see, here we go. Eastern Michigan University transcript. It ain't pretty. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Wait, so did I actually log in? I logged in. Oh, my God, I did log in. Um, my information? What are in view transcripts? System unavailable. Stale request. Gen Chem 1, Comp Sci 1, Composition 2, Topics in Pre-Calculus Math. Intro to telecom and film, intro to audio production, intro to film appreciation, American government, general psychology, intro to econ, fundamentals of speech, intro to video production and directing, radio, TV, film announcing, world history to 1500. Why would your website have goddamn hours of operation? (laughs) 
<laughs> Wolverine Access is open for student business Saturday, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. How friggin' crappy is your website that you have to take it down every night to run maintenance? Look at that. Uh, exploration of the Universe. Oh, that was that fun astronomy course. Uh, intro to Programming. Film Studies, 100 Years of Sci-Fi History. Ah, yes. Phototechnology, Fundamentals of Electronic Movie Making, Script Writing for Television. Nailed both of those. I can't look at my transcript because Wolverine Access says hours of operation. Why? Because fuck you. We're the University of Michigan. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Well, that's a bust. Do I, I mean, even if I have them saved, they aren't saved on this computer. Man, what is with what is with Microsoft Photos taking forever to load? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, should we actually talk about things that people are actually are interested in? I mean, you don't think they're interested in this? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no? How did we get onto this then, Andy? Isn't that... Did you like? Come on, what what are we talking about? Ah, physics two twenty one, mechanics, sound, and heat. Okay, you're right. Yeah, this is boring as shit. Okay, <laughs> next. Oh, I did not I do feel like the Monty Python. Like next sketch, please. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at my introduction to women's studies and feminist theory classes, and um, yeah, <laughs> didn't do so well. No. Mm. Next sketch, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. What's what's new this week? Mars videos have come back. Yes. Actual... Perseverance landed. Yep. And we saw that and we reported that last week, right? Mm-hmm. So this week is the fact that not only did Perseverance land, but took like HD images of its landing. How long do you think that that stream was? Because like it couldn't stream it in real time. There's just... The antennae that they have on there are made for distance, not for speed. Right? Well, you you, you literally. What do you, What do you mean? You can't. You can't. You can't that, watch it live because it it's. <laughs> no, no, just that the 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 bit rate, right? The bar, oh. the connection speed is not fast. No, especially for the long range stuff. Most of the, most of these actually basically got shot up to MRO. Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, and that right. was the relay. Which which also is not fast. No. Like, what... It, all right, now I need to know. What is data rate of Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter? Mars disk has a communication with Earth. The data rate is about a half to four megabits per second. And it looks like 30 gigabytes of data was captured during the descent. So, 4 megabits a second. 30 gigabytes. Mm-hmm. By the way, I currently have a connection speed of 112 megabits per second. So, Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter is slow as fuck. I mean, it's still faster than a modem, but, like, 4 is not a lot. No. You are not streaming HD audio and HD video at that point. So, how long would it take to do 30 gig at four meg per second so 10 seconds is 40 a minute is 240 a gig is a thousand i mean that doesn't sound too bad that sounds like it would take what an hour hour and a half uh dave there's download-time.com that is hilarious you said how many megabits per second uh 
according to this, 0.5 to 4. All right, so we'll say 4. Megabits. Yeah, megabits per second. No, bits. Okay. Uh, 17 hours, 53 minutes, and 44 seconds. Okay. I wasn't far off because I was doing my calculation with megabyte. I assume you're doing at 4 megabits per second, right? Yes. Like the, the cap, the fastest it could be. Because if you put that down to a half, let's you know what? Let's say they average two, so double it, so thirty-five hours. Yeah, half a megabit would be one hundred and forty-three hours. And that's just the data that was collected during the descent. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. What's what? No, what's really impressive is the fact that this uh, this was not a part of the mission structure. So all of this gear was off-the-shelf mm-hmm. hardware. All of the, like, camera? Yeah, all the camera gear was just off-the-shelf hardware. Really? Yeah. And operated in the Martian atmosphere. Mm-hmm. After being in space. space. For, for, what, months. Two, two years, I think? Something like that. That's some pretty impressive off-the-shelf gear. Yeah. I'm thoroughly impressed. So this wasn't part of the mission. This was just like extra, like, hey, we've got this extra space and weight. What if we just put this on? Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> but no, this was this is actually the first time that they had been able to actually watch the parachute deploy in Mars atmosphere. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we can actually see how, you know, in theory, they've all worked. <laughs> but now, now we get to look and actually see, does it really work? Yeah. The answer is, yeah, it worked. Mm-hmm. Parachute deployed. And then um, I've got a second topic we can bounce off of that one, because if you look at the parachute... There's a secret message. Yeah, so the, the engineers Ooh. wanted an asymmetrical design on the parachute so they could look at the orientation of it when it deployed. Yeah. So they needed an asymmetrical design. Well, of course, um, engineers at NASA... Sometimes get our little tongue-in-cheek sort of thing. And so they encoded a secret message in the asymmetrical design of the parachute. Because, I mean, if you're going to, why not? Yeah. Right? Like, put in as many reference points as you can. So what was what was the encoded message? Uh, the encoded message uh, was binary code. Um, there were yellow squares and there were red squares. I think uh, red was one, yellow was zero, and there were basically four rings on the the um, mm-hmm. on the f- circles. There were four circles in the parachute, and so yes. the first three spelled out "dare mighty things," and the fourth outer ring was actually the GPS coordinates for JPL. Yeah, because why not? Yeah. Only six people knew the, about the encoded message before the landing. Really? Everybody else they is like... They kept it a secret. Yeah. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, we did a thing. Look at us. Isn't and that then, cute? you know, yeah, they did a thing. And then a few hours later, the internet's like, oh, we, we figured it out. <laughs> they did a thing. Those code breakers, man. Those code breakers. They just don't sleep. Okay. I mean, yeah. props to them. Yep. It's kind of cool. It does. It gave them a really good reference for like direction because it is very non-asymmetrical. Um, there was an, also another Easter egg that people have found. Yeah. Um, you know how the 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 cars always have those family decals on the back. 
Yeah. I mean, they don't always, but I know yes. that they're, the, I know what decals you were speaking of, right? Like yes. the people shows you how many kids they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Perseverance has a plaque that has all five Mars rovers. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> that's way better. Yeah. That's way better. I, the Dare Mighty Things was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, you're scientists, you're smart, cool, good job. Hope you had fun. This thing is, is cute. Yeah. I like this. I'm a, a huge fan of this. And the project manager says there are actually more hidden Easter eggs, but they sh- are, are not visible until the um, arm is deployed and starts photographing under the vehicle. <laughs> and again, supposedly when the rover is driving in a couple of weeks, which makes me wonder if they did what they did with um, Curiosity and actually the put... The wheels will leave a, a... The wheels will leave a message. Message behind. Mm-hmm. Just a repeating message as it drives. I mean, that's that's pretty cute, though. Like, I want to know what's written on the bottom of the helicopter. You know there's something written on the bottom of the helicopter. Oh, yeah. Right? Ingenuity is the helicopter? Yes. Yeah, there's got to be something written on the bottom. Oh. I'm going through the Perseverance Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually has a moment of respect for the descent stage. Within two minutes of safely delivering me to the surface of Mars, I caught the smoke plume on one of my HAZCAMs from its intentional surface impact, an act that protected me in the scientific integrity of my landing site. My landing site. Aw. Right, because the, the like descent stage flew off to leave it alone. Yes. Which, that was the other thing people were surprised at, was even with the uh, the sky crane maneuver, there was still massive, a massive plume of dust, of that, dust. Yeah, that got kicked up. Huge amounts of dust. Like... I was I was very surprised when I was watching because I'm like, isn't that the whole purpose was to avoid this? Like, they are blasting that area pretty hard. All right. Well, that's Perseverance. So what's what's next for Perseverance? Like, they still haven't moved it, right? No, they're... Uh, um, let's see. They have, currently have a timeline right now or no? I uh, don't know. I kind of depend on you for knowing that. Yeah, I'm looking on the Mars page. Hold on, let me check out its <laughs> Twitter feed. When does Perseverance move? Uh, okay, so they did a 3D v- picture of using the landing. mast cam. So the mast is, ah. the, it looks like the mast is up now. Okay. So it looks like they're still checking in everything. Come on, I want details. None of this. Hey, look at this. La, la, I mean, la. can't you just search like Mars Perseverance mission timeline? That's what I'm at right now, and it's not, not helpful. The Mars Exploration Program, Mission Timeline, Instrument Checks and First Drive, followed by Surface Operations. Why is there no website for Instrument Checks and First Drive? Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. <sighs> All right. Oh, well, they, they called the twin optimism. Perseverance and optimism? Mm-hmm. Because they have a twin on Earth. Yes. Right? They, they build them out of the same parts in duplicate so that they, they can test on one and then commit on the other. Yes. But you really, you're not telling me what the current status is for everything? Evidently not. Meet the team. No, I don't want the team. I just want to know what's the next step. <laughs> They're like, nope, you don't get to know. <sighs> All right. Well, we should probably move on from that. We're on Mars. Yay! Dave, we've been on Mars. I know. But we're on Mars with a new lander, and it, like, is operating. And we got cool video. We We heard the Martian wind, or soft breeze, I guess. <laughs> Because, like, did you listen to it? Yeah, it's... 
sounds Pretty like it. underwhelming. Yeah, it's it sounds like any other wind in a microphone. Which it, normally it sounds you know, like someone took a microphone out to a field and scared away all the animals. It, it's it's you know part of me when I hear wind in a microphone, part of the like the audio part of me just goes oh, cringe. Uh, no, get that. Put a wind sock on that thing. Come on. Except that's the point, right? Like mm-hmm. literally, that's why they're they're doing this is to hear the wind. I mean, what else? What? Okay, so here's my question: What would be like the scariest? thing that could have come up in that audio i don't know right i'm not expecting you to know andy it's a it's a discussion topic it's something to talk about Um, like a t-rex roar right would that not just be absolutely terrifying that yes that would be just like maybe like a like a loud hum right like something regular yes mechanical i think something sniffing would be like terrifying right like there's just that kind of thing (laughs) or quiet on the set quiet on the set shoot are they looking mars audio take five (laughs) bring the lights in jerry come on no no we gotta get it this time quiet on the set somebody tell nasa we're ready (laughs) Come on, we haven't done this since the moon. Let's do this. Let's get it right, folks. That. That sound would be pretty scary. <laughs> right? Just like aluminum cans. <laughs> Wait a minute. Someone walking up to it and just listing off prime numbers. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Oh shit, the humans are back. I would like either of these. Like that, yeah. I wouldn't like them because I'd be absolutely terrified by them, but those would be, it's, it's funny to think about. Like, I'm just, I'm, so I'm digging through the NASA website here, just trying to find out anything about the current status. Related way, links, mission update, last mission update, February 18th. No, you, you guys have, uh... <laughs> You've done stuff since February 18th. Yes. That was a little while ago. I think you landed since February 18th. Maybe news? No. Andy, give it up. Let's go on. Drop it. <sighs> but I want to know. Too bad. Drop it and move on. Just like uh, Google did with Stadia. Ooh, too soon. Too soon. Ouch, man. <laughs> so Google Stadia... Uh, is still a thing. Yes. Let's the be stre- clear. The streaming Google service is still a thing. The streaming service is still around. Yeah. But Google shut down Stadia Games Studio, right? Yes. Which was them like trying to make a game. And because they shut it down, that means you're going to have like some disgruntled people. It means that there's a little less protection. So we're getting some details out of this and the details do not look good for google at all no uh what what sort of details are we getting andy um that phil harrison uh approved deals consisting of tens of millions of dollars to publishers like take two and ubisoft to launch their games on stadia so um, how much money tens of millions of dollars holy shit not to each studio right like that can't be to each studio. I, I don't know. Please tell me that's not to each studio. I, I don't know, but it's... 
things not going very good over there. Yeah. Um, well, well, you had the lead, which was Phil Harrison of, you know, Sony fame, basically trying to... Phil Harrison was, was, was he Sony or was he Xbox? Oh, he was Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm getting my bald guys confused. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. So they brought in Phil Harrison from Xbox and he tried to treat it like an Xbox launch. Which it's not. No, it's not. And it just. Didn't, didn't go so hot. Yeah. Yeah. The goal was to bring in 2,000 people over five years to work on developing games for Stadia. The problem is they um, gave the teams less than two years to actually get something done. That's not a lot of time. No. Okay. (laughs) Google forbade game developers in the group from using certain game development software. Oh, no. Wait, so you're... Oh, no. Wait. (laughs) What? You can't use certain game developing software to develop games. Really, Google? That's... Why, Google? Why? Because probably somebody at Google didn't want them to pay money to Sony or... But, like... Unity or... Yeah. So what? Ooh, that's just not great, though. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking around. So... The other thing is they they did not do nearly as well as they thought they would do. Yeah, no, yeah, the uh, internal numbers for 2020, which, you know, the year 2020, as we've seen for the rest of the video game industry, has been a boom. Or right, is, like is this it, should have been the year for Stadia, right? Yeah, like, is, is it boom or is it boon? Both. Sorry, that's just the... the I mean, it's boom as in boom or bust. It's boon as in boon or bane. I always thought it was boon or bust. No, it's boom or bust. Oh, okay. Boom or bust, boon or bane. Okay. Got it. Man, sure. we're just... <laughs> turn here, turn here. You we sure always... you got it? Yes, I got it. Okay. I think it's one of those things um, that they, they just... It, it never caught on with the critics. There wasn't really anything there when it first launched. No, and, like, people were making fun of Google for it in the beginning of, like, hey, what do you, like, streaming games isn't there yet. And Google's like, no, 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 it's there, we got it. And, like, but internet speeds. And Google's like, no, 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 we're fine, we got it. Which and, like, I, not I, everyone lives in San Francisco. I, I do have to say, though, I was on the Stadia beta test. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying it out with my home internet speed here. Yeah. And it was fine. So you know, why didn't it, you buy Stadia? Because it the it, it's not worth it. No, the price wasn't right for it. Having to spend a hundred thirty dollars right off the bat in order to even get in. We've talked about this. I I I stated on this show what would be successful, and Google never heard that because they don't listen to the show. But also, even if they had heard it, probably wouldn't have gone along with it. Neither would Valve because I've I've stated what would work. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not just here's access to the the servers, but charge a monthly fee for access to all the games. Don't make me buy them. Don't make because if I buy the game on your platform, then when your platform shuts down, what happens? Yeah, it's like when we asked, um, were we we talking to somebody at Steam at one of the PAXs? We were maybe i don't remember talking to anyone from steam maybe i was i because i kind of asked them about like well what happens if steam shuts down and like and their response was it's not going to shut down (laughs) don't worry about it that's not going to happen that's not going to happen i'm just like 
I mean, granted, Steam, they're right. Yes. <laughs> like, but, at this point, that ain't going anywhere. It, it, it's like the people at work sometimes where, you know, they, they give me what they want to do. And, you know, and I go, well, okay, what about X, Y, and Z? And they're, you know, they're just like, well, no, 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 that'll be fine. It won't happen. It won't happen. I'm like, yes, but what if X, Y, or Z? And oh, it won't happen. What so if they're it like, does? What if it does? Because no, don't if, worry about it. Yeah, if X, Y, or Z happens, who are you going to contact? Yeah. Most likely you're going to contact me. So, <laughs> and he's like, that will be my problem to deal with, yeah. and I don't want to do that. It's like, you know, I... I want to be. You know, I don't. I don't want to be reactive. Right. It's. It's, it, it's like I just went to uh, one of the conferences before the pandemic. It was uh, some stations up north. Their transmitter building <clears throat> caught fire and burned down. And so it, it was the stations where the the transmitter building caught fire and burned down. It was the stations up in Midland after that dam broke, and literally the entire infrastructure for the town just was literally underwater. Um, I forgot who the third guy was, but they had literally walked through the timeline of what happened and their response to it. And I'm just sitting there like the entire time in my head going, okay, if that happened to me, what would I do? Because I'm like, this is, this is the perfect time. It's, you know, it's the, the perfect time to learn how to change a tire is not on the side of the road in the middle of winter when it's sleeting outside. You learn to change the tire when you're in your driveway <laughs> in the middle of I mean, July when it's 70 degrees out. I learned... Yes, but also like no, like it's you want both, right? You learn, you you do it there, and then you take it out like in the middle of a snowstorm and say like, all right, now change it here. But your first time changing a tire should not be in a snowstorm in December. But if I, you had, if you had the possibility, if you you should still do it. Well, yes, because like, you have a flat tire, you have to do it. <laughs> no, no, not even with a flat tire. Like you should be learning to do it then. It it. The, your first time changing the tire should not be the only time you learn how to change a tire. You do it in the driveway, in the nice weather, and you say, here's how you do it. You put the thing under here, you get the tire, good, we've changed it, great, good job, change it back, and you change it back. And then, when it's snowing or raining, you say, alright, come on, like, this is gonna suck, but you're gonna be thankful that you've done this, let's go change a tire. And you drive out, and you pull off on the side of the road, and you say... All right, I'm here. You can ask whatever questions you want. Change the tire. Well, that's kind of masochistic. <laughs> well, I believe the term you're looking for is sadistic, and you don't take pleasure from doing it. I had to change. The first time I changed the tire was on the side of the road in the snow, and damn it, I wish my dad had done that. Thankfully, I already had a cell phone at that point, and I could call and be like, I'm doing something wrong. What am I doing wrong? He's like, well, where, you know, where's the tire? I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's in the, I, I know where it is. It's in the back of the, the van under the chassis. And he's like, good, yep. How do you get it out? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, there's a, a thing in the trunk of the van that you spin to lower the tire. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, go change a tire in crappy weather. You will be thankful for prepping for it. It's called disaster preparedness. Do you not run drills of like, what would we do if, uh, you know, some idiot drove into the transmitter? Well, no, that's that's what I'm talking about is the doing it in the driveway. Cause then but you, the driveway isn't a good drill. The driveway is the learning. And what, then are you, you are say, you, okay, are you saying, am I, am I doing my own field day? Is that what you're doing? 
I I guess I don't know what a field, field day field, is. Field day is um, it's a, it's a ham radio thing in April where um the goal is to actually be entirely self reliant. So you're actually out, you know, you're trying no, to have contacts and everything. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about. It's it's basically doing a drill of okay, you know, in in an emergency situation, what would you do? And the field day is kind of that same vibe where it's like, okay, everybody, you know, get out there, you know, have your generators, you know, run test all your equipment in a setup in April. Okay. So you can be, you know, self reliant in case of an emergency. You're just taking that but, and you're throwing saying, it, you know, yeah, ten I'm yards farther go, down the field. Go a little further, right? Like do, having a plan for something is a good step, but if you don't practice that plan, you may as well not have it. Oh, so you're okay. Similar thing then is actually having a backup. Do and you, then actually let's, let's take it let's take a situation all right i'm going to take a situation okay um it's going to be a terrible situation because that's i i need one a plane crashes into your transmitter what do you do am or fm the am transmitter Ooh, that's bad because the entire if a plane crashed into a transmitter building at our am studio most likely it actually crashed into one of the towers because the am transmitter is right next to said tower yep. Yep, I'm and thinking the, they hit the tower. Which is very bad because the whole tower for an AM station is the antenna. Yep. So you'd have Your to... Your antenna is gone. Yeah. What do have, you do? Oh, you'd have to try and set up a slack line antenna with some spare coax, and it's going to be it's gonna be ugly. Yes. <laughs> what is your priority? Is the priority to get back on the air? Yes, that's always the priority. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So you're going to go set up another antenna. Where? <laughs> Well, technically, it would have to be at the same transmitter site. Otherwise, you would have had to file for an aux transmitter location with the FCC ahead of time. Okay. I assume somewhere in here you're calling the FCC um, and probably, you know, uh, the, the police and the NTSB and a bunch yes, of other... Yes, yeah. If a plane you know, literally crashes, yes, that's my first thing. Because most likely I would not be allowed near the transmitter building until I'm given the okay from the federal authorities. Right. right. And then, yes, I would have to try and figure something out. But then most likely I would need a new AM transmitter, and that would be at least four weeks lead time to get one built. Okay. So that's that's the plan then, though. It's like you will be off the air for four weeks. Most likely, yes. Okay. And when you get the new transmitter, it's not really a crisis situation anymore. So it's you can you can kind of sit back and say, like, I know how to plug this in. Yeah. What no, is it, an example of something that would, would be a crisis situation for radio that you would have to go out and do something in a, a high stress, uh, small timeline? What is the equivalent of changing a tire on the side of the highway at 9.55 p.m. in the snow? Okay, I got one. I actually happened uh, election day. When, uh, one of our FM transmitters went off the air. And it was election day, so we were running political ads. Now, normally, if we can't run an ad that somebody's already paid for, we try and you make run it good. Later. Yeah, we run it later. Yeah. But normally you have to ask permission of the advertiser, hey, is it okay if I run this at a later date? If it's election day, <laughs> there there is no later date. Nobody is going to want to have their ad run the day after the election. That's just dumb. Mm -hmm. um, so we had to try and get that transmitter back up and running that day as soon as possible in order to try and keep the political ads on the air. 
Because if not, then we would have to go to the political guys and be like, okay, we have to, you know, basically pay you back because you paid us for X amount of ads and we didn't air all of them. So that, you know, that would be literally hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yes, that would, that would be my, my, you know, emergency situation. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it's your backups only as good as the last time you tested it. It's something yeah. we always say. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, yes, you've got a backup. That's great. Good job. When was the last time you actually restored from the backup? Yeah. When's the last time you checked the backup's integrity? Mm-hmm. Hey, what happened to id? I'm not sure. Like, I don't even feel the fan running on id right now. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's, that's really not good. Yeah, it's probably a power issue on the thing. I'll have to... The problem is I've got my, you know, laptop on top of a riser on top of you know where the where i have all my hard drives and network drives all set so i'll have to actually like take everything down and then look at the, <laughs> look at the drive oh but that, that was the joke right because yeah. you're talking about checking your backups yes and as we're talking yes one of my external hard drives is not talking to my computer right now yeah oops it's not um, it. i think it's actually was ego oh or ego yep um what do we want to talk about next or should we move to our randoms? <laughs> we should probably actually move to the randoms. I know we got all these topics on here. GameStop CFO resigned. Australia signed a new law to make Google and Facebook pay for ads, but it's not as strong as they had originally written because they did not like what Facebook did. And yeah, they kind of like stepped back from that. Wow. Talk about corporate nation states. Yeah. Uh, Nickelodeon starting up Avatar Studios to capitalize on more of Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. Sony Pictures Television is starting a Twisted Metal TV series. Yep, that's a thing. Yep. That's a really weird thing. Yep. Uh, Valve is getting dragged into the Epic versus Apple legal battle. I did see that, that Apple is demanding information from Valve, and Valve is saying, like, this is not applicable to the case. (laughs) Well, the lawyer has ruled that Steam uh, must produce historical sales uh, for 436 games sold through its marketplace. By the lawyer, you mean the judge? Yeah. Oh, yes. That's sorry. I meant the judge. <laughs> okay. Like, the judge. The, the judge ruled. Doesn't get to decide anything. No, no, no. The the judge ruled that um, that they they need to pr- <laughs> produce historical sales, but they added the caveat of. Apple has salted the earth with subpoenas, so don't worry, it's not just you. <laughs> it's going to be every online game store out there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Apple, 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 what are you trying to do? Uh, there's going to be a firmware update for the PS5 to give you extra storage. The problem is you're actually going to have to crack open your PS5 to add the extra storage when it the, after the firmware update. What? This is the point of firmware that I don't need to touch it? That, like, it's all automatic? Well, the firmware update will allow people to add new drives because there's an M, M2 yeah, port. Yeah, the, the little thin whatever thing. Yes, so there's, a, there's an M2 slot inside the PS5, but it's currently not activated. And it's empty. Yes. And it's not active. So you will need to break open your PlayStation 5 to add this in. Yes. And Sony doesn't see anything wrong with this? <laughs> That's what they're saying. They're saying, hey, the firmware update's going to come down the pipe. Who is the idiot who put that together? I don't know. Oh, 
my like, god. Like, who was the one who put the external drive USB on the PS4, but not put it on the PS5? Instead, had an internal M2 slot. What? Friggin', yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, because why not? Uh, Best Buy is laying off 5,000 people. That is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of people, Andy. Well, it's actually trimmed its head count by 21,000 over the last year. That is also a lot of people. Yes. Um, have you heard of Fry's? I know this isn't a topic, but have you heard of Fry's? Yeah, it's Fry's an electronics store. Uh, well, it was. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, Fry's Electronics is shutting down all 30 of their stores. Not on the topic list, but, you know, same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if Best Buy is closing a lot of their stuff, then yes. sure, yeah, why not? And in other crazy legal news, Epic Class Action games. Lawsuit. Epic Games. Sorry, yes, Epic Games Class Action Lawsuit for Lootbox. The settlement is actually going to be with in-game currency. Hey, sorry we screwed you guys over with loot boxes. Here's money to buy loot boxes. <laughs> All players who purchased a loot llama, which is their loot box, at any time will be rewarded with 1,000 V-Bucks. Which can be used to... Buy loot boxes. Uh, okay, sure, sure, why not? <laughs> you know, just why not? God, I can't believe that, really. What, what? I I mean, you can't believe it? Are you sure? Well, no, because I know in the past, as this article states, that Nintendo settled with a a lawsuit in 1991 with the payout came in in the form of a $5 coupon that could have only be redeemed by buying additional Nintendo products. Yeah. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. All right, what else? Uh... What do you got here about California net neutrality? Uh, Judge ruled that California can enforce their own net neutrality law. Oh, good. So since the Internet's kind of, you know, a universal thing, generally that means that everyone gets California's net neutrality law, right? Mm -hmm. Like ideally. I don't know how accurate that is, but ideally. All right. Random review. Yes. Random review. My review this week, uh, I have been for the past uh, two weeks trying out Noom, N-O-O-M. So this is not Zoom. Nope. It is not Zoomit. It is not Loom. It is Noom. And what, remind me, is Noom? Um, it's the health and wellness app, okay. which uh, right now is a lot. <laughs> the, the health stuff, it, it, they slowly start to add things in there. For me right now, it is just a weigh-in tracker, step counter, which it's attached to Google Fit. You can attach to other third-party apps, too. Mm-hmm. Um, calorie tracker and uh, water tracker. So, you know, and then they have these little, like, you know, psychology little course, mini courses on here. Because they, they only want you, according to this thing, I picked the, I only want, you know, three to five minutes a day. So they, which is right. the minimum amount. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> right now it's just a basic calorie tracker step counter for me right now with, you know, some of their. So, um, I mean, do you have enough to like give it a good review? Like it sounds a, like there's the, more coming. Well, I know there's more coming and normally with Noom, it's a, um, you get the two week free trial before you, you start to, you know, deal with the payment payment stuff there. And it's it's been two weeks, but you know there's a whole like group coach and group you know support system in there, and it, it just I literally have not gotten to it yet. 
Oh, okay. So I feel like it's too early for a review, Andy. But I'm like I'm, you just said, you haven't gotten to part of it. Or are you saying that it feels too slow? It it feels slow. Granted, you know, I, they keep saying that it's going to be slow. But then it's like, okay, you're you're saying, don't worry, it will go slow. But then you also don't get to most of the app and most of the you know the meat and potatoes of it until yeah. after the two week trial is up. <laughs> okay, but like. <laughs> It, I don't they seem feel to be like that's contradictory. Bad. No, those do not seem contradictory. It's, hey, we're going to go slow. That is not contradictory to anything. It's just going slow. Yes. And that's because humans are really bad at change. Yes, 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 we are. So I, what you're what you're reviewing, let's let's try this, Andy. Let's try this. You aren't reviewing Zoom or Noom, whatever it is. You are reviewing the Noom two-week free trial. Okay. Sure, we'll go and with that. And your issue with the two-week free trial is that there's a lot of it that you don't have access to. Yes. Is that a fair statement? Yes, it will be that, yes. And also, the um, the pricing. So, you know, you, you you can sign up and you can go for the two-week trial, but then it's like, hey, you know, which, you know, which do you want to pay by month? Do you want to blah, blah, blah? And yeah. I, I honestly did not, you know... I looked at the pricing level there and I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous. So I just, you know, didn't pay right away and then, you know, closed it down. Started getting emails from them going, hey, see, you haven't signed up yet. Would you like uh, 50% off? And I'm like, no, that's no, no, no. And then a, a week or so later, it's like, hey, what about 80% off? And at that okay, point, I'm like, <laughs> so that's, that's just marketing, though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, the marketing, the market, the pricing for the marketing is just. It's it's ridiculous, especially since they, they take advantage of their their clients. Yes, especially if you actually just look up the base pricing. Um, where is the? How much does Noom cost? Here we go on their website. Um, they have the monthly plan is fifty nine dollars. The annual plan is one hundred and ninety nine dollars. So you're already technically getting. Let's see what's what's sixty times twelve. 720, so 200 divided by 720, 27%. So you're almost at, you know, that 80% off for the annual plan is just a little bit more off than the actual annual plan Mm -hmm. by 8%. So they aren't losing much by offering that. No. So yes, no, this this Noom two-week trial has just been okay. You know, I'm. It's like, hey, you know, they. One of the things was just teaching me breathing exercises. I'm like, I don't really need breathing exercises right now. Andy, everyone needs breathing exercises, especially right now. The other thing though is, so they, uh, the the calorie counter that started up, yeah, uh, gave me a calorie daily amount of um, fourteen hundred calories. As consumed or available? Available. Well, what's your goal? Goal is to lose weight, and so yes, I okay. understand the lower then, calorie counts, but that's just <laughs> Andy. Andy, how do you lose weight? Calories in, calories out, plus exercise. Plus exercise is literally just the calories out. Yes. Well, so Andy, <laughs> yeah, fourteen hundred calories. If you're trying to lose weight, that's what you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Laura was on that for a while. It works. But it sucks. Yep. Oh, the other thing is Kate's trying it out too. 
and there is no adjustment for breastfeeding. That seems like an oversight. Yeah. There's a couple of things in here too, where it's like, I've set up reminders to tell me, you know, Hey, remember to log your food. Well, I'd love it if you can actually, you know, set up that reminder time. So it's like, no, I don't want you to remind me at five o'clock to log my dinner because I don't eat until six thirty. Right. So that notification I mean, pops oh no. up. At, if only you had some other device that you could say, remind me every day. Maybe there's like some keyword like um, Sarah or, or Hazel or, or Alexa. You say, <laughs> Alexa, remind me at 645 every night to log my food. <laughs> How terrible. The other thing, though, is the fact that it's it, it wants me to drink more water. It's, okay. I should. That... That I'm always kind of, like, iffy on. The, like, you should drink more water thing is, like, well, you should stay hydrated. Yeah, but... But, like, most of our water comes from food. I know. So, you know, they uh, they have the, the water goals, but there's no reminder for those. <laughs> where it's like, no, that's actually... be great if you actually reminded me, you know, hey, it's been over an hour since you took your last drink of water. Do you, are you gonna... Have you been drinking anything? You know, that would be, that would be a good reminder, not, mm-hmm. not, not in the app. And there's no way of suggesting, I, like, I haven't found any place to actually suggest improvements. Mm. I haven't gotten my coach yet. You know, Noom has a Twitter account. Just putting that out there. I know, yeah. That, like, you could probably say, at Noom, hey, just a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Let me set uh, my own timed reminders for when I eat. Or, hey, Noom, you know. It'd be uh, great if you were actually remind me. The to water, water goal would be like really nice, a, an easy thing for you to remind me about. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, alert fatigue is a real thing. And I'm sure they're aware of that. I think, Andy, to give this a, a fair. Do you review, want me to wait until I can actually follow- get to the rest of it? Do a yeah, follow I think you kind of need to follow the plan for a while, right? Isn't that the whole idea that it goes slow? And like, if your goal is to lose weight, that's not gonna happen in two weeks. Well, yes, I know that, but it's just okay. Good. It's just the, the yeah, it just. <laughs> yep, I know that you're frustrated. I get that. I know that it's like, especially at fourteen hundred calories a day. That's hard to do. Yeah, no, it's that's, it's it's, it's like, nice where they don't yeah. really tell you like, hey, this is they 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 give you the stoplight method where it's like green is good, yellow is okay, red you gotta you know you gotta keep like, it, and then and they give you percentages of often. yeah, they give you you know a a percentage of your fourteen hundred in each of those categories. Yeah, but they don't they don't really like punish you for you know going over. Good, good. So it's like, yeah, okay, I understand that. And, you know, yes, I, I'll keep, you know, my options open. But sometimes it's like... Yep. You know, maybe those those burgers that you make, you swap out the ground beef for, like, impossible meat, which is better for the environment anyway. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, having those impossible Whoppers at Burger King, when those go on yep. sale with the app, those yeah. are good. You know like, you can just buy impossible meat, right? Yes, I know I could do that, but you okay. know, if Burger King is going to give me an impossible Whopper for a dollar, yep, <laughs> I'm I'm sure that's still a red light. <laughs> oh, it probably is, but it's you know that yeah, the bun's big there, but yeah, it's the, there's so much sugar in that bun and in the sauce. 
Oh yeah, the the slathering of mayo that they put on there. Yeah. Yeah, I've been starting to cut down on my mayo input. Good, good. Mm-hmm. That's fewer calories in. Yes. I've just put more mustard on there, but you know, not not the sugar-laced mustard of, you know, Frank's or not Frank's. Is it Frank's? Frank's hot sauce? No. Who's the, who's the basic yellow mustard? Um Heinz? Kemp's? I, no, Heinz does the ketchup. Heinz French's, also does French's, yes. French's had... yellow mustard. <laughs> yes. I think Kate looked that up in the fridge. I did. I'm not a Yeah, I'm just finding condiments that are tasty, but not, you know, very calorie heavy. So. All right. Should we do... Probably. The random topic. Yeah. Okay. What do we got? Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What is your favorite book slash paper by Douglas North? Fun uh, fact. Douglas North... Um, Douglas North's, uh, summer cottage was up in the, uh, Manistee, Traverse City, like that, mm-hmm. air, like Onekama Bear Lake area. It's somewhere up there, if I remember correctly. I can't answer this because I don't know his books and I don't want to pick one at random because like, he's an economist and I don't know how much of his economics I agree with. So he's I don't a, know. Uh, he's a Nobel Okay. Um, Nobel Prize winning economist, so. Yep. Went to UC Berkeley. Okay. Mm-hmm. From, not from, he died in Benzonia, Michigan. Yep. That's where his cottage was. Ah. So the child did MetLife, uh, career, research, publications, institutions, transaction costs, institutions, and economic performance. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea, is that all transaction costs are basically just based off of um, what was it? Incomplete data, I think. What did, what did he call that? What did he call that? He called it something. Information asymmetry. There it is. All transaction costs are rooted in information asymmetries between the parties to an exchange. Hence, each person must expend resources, ascertain the qualities of goods, buy and enforce an arrangement trade because these costs pose such a large information So, because I don't know what you have and what it's worth. I have to spend more to know that. Either, you know, with physical money or just with time. Those who command a political system will structure these institutions maximize maximize their personal benefit rather than social benefit. Transaction costs will not always be minimized by existing institutions. I, I have a feeling that what he is referring to as a transaction cost is something that I'm not inherently familiar with. Transaction cost is a cost of making any economic trade. There is a Wikipedia rabbit hole that I'm about to dive down to, and it is 11.53 p.m. So, no, I refuse. My answer to this is whatever paper slash book that he wrote that got him the Nobel Prize, that will be my answer of what I think his best one is. How about that? Will that work? Say that again? My favorite book slash paper of his is the one that he wrote that got him the Nobel Prize. Sure. Because there must have been something there that got the attention of the Nobel Committee. Something about economic history, I'm guessing? So, sure, whatever whatever he got that got him on the Nobel radar, that's the there one we right go. there. There we yep, go. That one. That's the good one. That's the good one right there. And on that perfect non-committal answer... Where the heck is my tab? Where's my tab? There it is. All right, that's that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>